What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. Welcome to episode 341 of the Sports Yak Podcast. Oh, you mean the Raleigh Fingers episode. Raleigh Fingers, y'all. Do you know who Raleigh Fingers is? I've heard the name. Okay, former relief pitcher for the Oakland A's, San Diego Padres, and Milwaukee Brewers. Pitched in many World Series. He was best known for having that handlebar mustache. Looked like every Snidely Whiplash villain that there ever was. <laughs> Snidely Whiplash reference made on the Yak today. Raleigh Fingers had 341 career saves. And so we honor him with today's Sports Yak episode. Is his real last name Fingers or was that a nickname? Yeah, no, that's his real last wow. name. Did he have a nickname like Sticky Fingers or Missing Fingers? He didn't fingers? need a nickname. His name is Raleigh Fingers, <laughs> and he's got a handlebar mustache. I don't know what more you want. <laughs> nickname? Why did he need a nickname? Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Go! It's good! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Let me give you a day two of football practice update. My son has never touched a football. He decided to go out for a football at Penn. Here's last night's discussion. This is a reenactment. Well, they handed out positions. I said, oh, and, and did you get a position? Yeah, safety. And, uh, you know, he told me just to intercept the ball. If you get a chance, intercept the ball. And what does a safety, do you know what a safety does? And he said, nope. That's day two. Okay, well, progress will be made. Yes. He has a position. Now he can go about learning the position. Mm-hmm. First, he'll have to learn the coach's name, and then he can learn the position. <laughs> I really hope they do name tags sooner or later. Coach is fine. I'd love to know who his coach is. 
I've heard rumors that the coach of the freshman team is a, a young man who I saw grow up across the street from us. Small world. That would be something. Yeah. So there's that. What do you want to jump into first, my well, man? I mean, since we're already talking football, let's talk about the debacle that's going on down in Indianapolis right now where nobody can put their best foot forward, or if they do, it's only one foot because both Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson in the last two days have gone down with basically the same foot injury. For Wentz, it was his left foot. For Nelson, it was his right. It's a loose broken bone in the foot that requires surgery. So both Carson Wentz, the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, and Quentin Nelson, the former Notre Dame star, the all-pro guard of the Indianapolis Colts, are expected to be out 5 to 12 weeks. That would be significant enough in and of itself. Then throw in the fact that the Colts' opening five games are evaluated as the toughest five-game opening schedule in the National Football League, and it's not exactly a great time to go buy Colts tickets, is it? Who's, uh, who's on there right now? Like, who are the five? So the Colts open up against the Seattle Seahawks. That'll be at Lucas Oil Stadium. They have a home game with the Rams at Lucas Oil Stadium. Then they go to Tennessee, they go to Miami, and they go to Baltimore. Wow. <laughs> You're not kidding. So a pretty tough slog for the Colts in the early going. Right now, Jacob Eason is the number one quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, people banty about, well, the Bears have an extra quarterback named Nick Foles. That's the last guy that Carson Wentz wants to see in the quarterback room while he's doing rehab. Remember, Wentz and Foles were together at the Eagles. Wentz had a great regular season got hurt, Foles led them to the Super Bowl title, and thus the controversy began in Philadelphia. That is not what Carson Wentz needs as he comes to Indianapolis. Then there's also the talk that Phillip Rivers might come out of retirement. Phillip Rivers, the fifth leading passer in NFL history, played 16 years with the Chargers, then came to the Colts last year, led them to the playoffs, but Philip Rivers is also 39 years old. He's admittedly not in football shape right now as he gets ready to coach a high school team down in Alabama. Hmm. And how long it would take him to get into football shape, who knows? Now, he says he has not ruled out coming out of retirement, but the way he made it sound almost made it sound like he'd rather come out of retirement midseason as though he needed that long to get into shape. So, isn't that crazy how the body turns that quickly from your last playoff game? Well, at 39 years old, I bet you you have to fight for... That's the difference. He's not 28. Yeah. He's not 30. He's 39 years old. And he's not Tom Brady. No, that's a yeah. specimen we're talking about right there. Right. So, he hasn't taken care of himself that way, and... That's okay. He had a fine career. But the fact of the matter is, if I'm a Colts fan right now, I'm very nervous going into the season. It was going to be a tough slog anyway with that schedule, even if you had everybody healthy. Now, with arguably your best player in Quentin Nelson 
and your most important player in your starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, out for 5 to 12 weeks, that opening five-game schedule now looks very daunting. Mm. You want to get into Olympics? What would you like to do? I want to touch briefly on Bears camp because, of course, they have a quarterback controversy going on as well. Tell me more. Well, Andy Dalton is the veteran and the chosen one, according to Matt Nagy. He is the guy that's going to be the Bears' starting quarterback. And, And you see things out of Bears camp which talk about how Andy Dalton's looking really good, he's experienced, he's making all the right choices. Don't forget... The Bears drafted a quarterback in the first round out of Ohio State by the name of Justin Fields. And there was a breakdown online yesterday of Justin Fields in a game against Clemson last year in the playoffs and how he was able to use his intelligence on the field, spotting, of all players, the safety and what the safety was doing in order to make a big play happen for Ohio State. In the particular sequence that was shown, uh, the safety had come out of position on a play early in the drive. And there was enough defensive pressure that didn't allow Fields to take advantage of that. But after the play, you could see Fields looking at the safety and and basically saying to himself, if you do that again, I'm going to make you pay. Sure enough, six plays later, Ohio State puts together a similar sequence with its receivers going downfield. And the safety comes out of position, and Ohio State runs a deep post route and fields, throws it down the field for the touchdown because of something he had identified on the field six plays later. It wasn't like he had to go talk to the quarterback coach. It wasn't like he had to get instructions from the sidelines. His ability to identify things at such a young age Mm -hmm. is a very good sign for the Bears. Okay. So the question, of course, in Chicago lingers, how long is the leash on Andy Dalton? How long will it be before Matt Nagy pulls the trigger and puts in Justin Fields at quarterback? Hmm. And Nick Foles is still a part of that trifecta, possibly. He's, He's the number three guy right now in the quarterback room. And, and a nice chip for the Bears to have if they want to make a trade and try to acquire another piece that they need. Okay. A lot of pieces that the Bears need, in my opinion. But we'll see how the season unfolds. But those are the kinds of things that we're starting to hear as training camps open. The Bears just put on the pads yesterday for the first time. So there will be football tomorrow night, though, on your TV. What? Steelers and Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. Wow. So it all begins. I would say uh, to uh, a dad or a mom listening, Bourbon A is two hours away. I've uh, gone over to practice twice. It's actually really fun. You know, you got to get tickets now. Same with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you know, they've got limited seating. But it's kind of fun to watch them work through the stuff and see the players a little up close than you probably would at a very expensive NFL game. Sure. Uh, I had a great experience. Uh, I took um, Edgar over there one time. That's and, right. And I took my two nephews, and we had a, we had a great time. Then I went over there another time. But Bourbon A's just down the road two hours. You know, something to think about. So let's move on to the Olympics now because we have 
three local athletes that we're still keeping an eye on. Skylar Diggins-Smith comes off the bench last night with four points. The U.S. cruises past Australia 79-55, so they now move into the semifinals where they will play Serbia. And, of course, they are two wins away from a gold medal, a gold medal that the United States is heavily favored to win in women's basketball. My wife mentioned this to me the other day. The fact that Skylar Diggins is coming off the bench and only getting maybe about 10 minutes per game Mm -hmm. shows you how talented this U.S. women's basketball team is. Last night, Brianna Stewart led the way with 23 points, but it was never close between the U.S. and the Aussies last night. And Australia is not a bad team. Now, Serbia is a little bit better, so maybe a little more of a test. But really... Nigeria in the opening game was probably the biggest test that this U.S. team has had, and I chalk some of that up to just shaking off the rust after coming over to Tokyo. I I think they'll be a finely tuned machine here in these last couple of games. Is the three-on-three over with? Three-on-three is over with. Jackie Young won her gold medal. In fact, they had a big parade for her in Princeton, Indiana, uh, earlier, or I think over the weekend. Um, she got to go back to her hometown with the gold medal, and, and what a moment that must have been for her to parade through her hometown as an Olympic champion. Yeah. Then you have Annie Drews, who played, started her volleyball career at Elkhart Central, transferred to Penn, then went to Purdue, and she has been the linchpin for this U.S. women's volleyball team. U.S. women's volleyball team had their best hitter get injured during the Olympics. Annie Drews was a bench player who didn't play a lot in the first couple of matches. She came off the bench against Turkey, had five big kills in the final set of a 3-2 win, led the team in scoring against Italy the other day, and then had 20 points in the win over the Dominican Republic last night. And so all of a sudden, the U.S. women's volleyball team finds itself in the semifinals of the Olympic tournament after struggling very much early on and honestly Annie Drews has kind of saved the bacon hmm. for this U.S. women's volleyball team so here it's just another great example of you never know when your time will come you never know when your name is going to be called and being able to step up at that occasion and she has done that very well so we'll be keeping an eye on her of course the U.S. picked up three more gold medals Yesterday, Sydney McLaughlin winning the 400-meter hurdles. Athing Mew takes the 800-meter run. And then Tamara Mensah-Stock wins in women's wrestling. She is the first black female to win a gold medal for the United States in women's wrestling. And she had a wonderful, wonderful talk afterwards about how much she loves the United States of America how much she loves competing for the U.S. And, in fact, I think you're going to find a little bit of that right now. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. So what a great talk from her, and what a great moment for the U.S. Now, Sarah Hildebrandt, the young lady from Penn High School, who is a member of the U.S. women's wrestling team, She is competing, and we will have an update on her, 
uh, the next time we meet here on the Yak. Okay, here comes a classic, what Sports Yak's all about. He knows sports. I know nothing about sports, so mm -hmm. here it goes. Who makes up the U.S. baseball team? Who are these players? So some of them are players who are now out of baseball. They're retired. Todd Frazier is one. He had uh, He's played in his career with the Reds and the White Sox and the and the Mets and the Pirates. In fact, I think he was playing for the Pirates earlier this year, got released. He's on the U.S. Olympic team. So some of them are retired players. Some of them are um, young players that just got drafted out of the major leagues, and, and they're playing. It's, it's kind of a conglomerate of that. Okay. And so far, they're playing pretty well. They lost a heartbreaker to Japan the other day, 7-6 to six in 10 innings. That's been their only loss. Now they're in the knockout round. They beat the Dominican Republic, a noted baseball power. They beat them yesterday 3-1. to one. So the U.S. men uh, still very much in contention for a gold medal over in Japan in baseball. Okay. Speaking of baseball. The White Sox remain red hot. Tim Anderson, a home run last night. Dylan C, six innings of one-run ball. White Sox beat Kansas City 7-1. to one. Uh, all precincts are not in yet, but it's just about time to call the American League Central race because the White Sox have a nine-and-a-half game lead over the Cleveland Indians, and I don't see anybody catching them in the AL Central. And we talked about this on the last yak, the way the White Sox made trades uh, with the Cubs in terms of that bullpen. They've solidified their bullpen. Starting pitching has been very good for the White Sox. That's a formidable team come the postseason, whether they're playing against Boston, Tampa Bay, Houston, Oakland, whomever. I, I like this White Sox makeup right now. I didn't like it as much earlier in the year because of the weakness of the bullpen. I think they've solidified the bullpen, and Rick Hahn's made some nice moves over there in the general manager's chair. Miguel Cabrera belted his 498th career homer last night. To me, Corey, Miguel Cabrera... And we first saw him way back in 2003 playing for the Marlins in that series against the Cubs, the one where Steve Bartman mm -hmm. you know, touches the foul ball. And Cabrera's been playing that long. He's two homers away from his 500th career homer. It used to be 500 career homers was an automatic into the Hall of Fame, and then, of course, the whole steroid crisis cropped up, and so it wasn't as much of an automatic mark, but 500 is still a major milestone for home runs, and I have to think Miguel Cabrera is headed to the Hall of Fame uh, when five years after his career ends, which is what the distance is between when your career ends and when you're eligible to be voted in in Cooperstown. So Cabrera hits a home run last night. Tigers double up Boston 4-2. We've said this repeatedly. Tigers are playing better. It would be nice if they could get to the 500 mark. They're still a ways below the 500 mark right now, but a nice win over Boston last night. The Cubs are somewhat of a lost cause. Zach Davies gives up a home run to Elias Diaz last night. In fact, it was a grand slam home run in the second inning. The Rockies were on their way, and they pummeled the Cubs last night 13-6, to but you know, the, the Cubs right now are a distant memory of that team that started the year. 
And are any of those players, by the way, coming back this season in a different uniform? Are we going to see Chris Bryant will be at Wrigley Field September 10th, 11th, and 12th mm. as a member of the San Francisco Giants, and that's going to be very, very weird to see. <laughs> I'm glad I have high school and college football to worry about that weekend, so that I don't sit there and just weep. Uh, <laughs> but yes. He, w- he will be back at Wrigley Field this year. But it's interesting. The breakup's getting a little bit uglier as it goes along. How so? As both sides do interviews. Jed Hoyer, the general man, the president of the Cubs, and then guys like Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez and Chris Bryant. And both sides are kind of blaming each other for why contracts weren't extended or signed or you know basically the players are kind of intimating the Cubs tried to go on the cheap with us that's why we didn't sign Cubs are saying hey we extended offers and the players you know didn't re-up trying to make them sound disloyal Uh, I even though players are well compensated I tend to side with players typically on these things when it comes down to, well, why did you sign or why didn't you sign? I have no problem believing that the Cubs can be cheap. <laughs> and so that's probably the move that was made. Now, do you, you think can, Bryant and Rizzo specifically would have liked to have ended their career in Chicago? Yeah, I do. But I also think, and, and remember, Bryant's younger than Rizzo uh, by a good three years, I believe. Chris Bryant's 29. Anthony Rizzo's 32. So Chris Bryant right now is in his prime earning years as a ball player. And it doesn't make any sense for him not to take advantage of that. Right. Right. As for Anthony Rizzo, there's no question in my mind he wanted to stay in Chicago. And maybe, I think if one of them were to re-sign as a free agent... In Chicago, it would be Rizzo. However, the longer these interviews go on and the more that gets said, the more bad blood that can well up. And I just start to wonder if... Sour the opportunity, If Anthony Rizzo might be sour enough on Cubs management where he says, I'm not going back there. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, let's see what happens. NBA. Oh, my son's ears just perked up. This is all I've been hearing at the house, aside from football practices. Guess who the Bulls got? Guess who the Hornets are trying? Guess who New Orleans? I have no idea, so it, tell me. It's silly season right now in the <laughs> NBA because free agency started Monday. So the Bulls have gone out and they've acquired Lonzo Ball from the New Orleans Pelicans. Is that the middle son or the young one? or No, the oldest. The, he's the oldest. The oldest of the three. Yes. He's been in the league four years now. Started two years. He was with the Lakers Lakers, two years. That's right. Before LeBron. Then he went to the Pelicans. And last year he had a really nice season giving the ball to Zion. And Zion kind of took some of the pressure off of him. And he became a better free throw shooter and a better three-point shooter. And Lonzo last year, I think, averaged almost 15 points a game and um, about six assists a game playing for the Pelicans. Well, Lonzo Ball signs a four-year deal to come be the point guard for the Chicago Bulls. Hmm. 
They also brought in a wingman from the Lakers named Alex Caruso, who the Lakers really wanted to keep but couldn't pay him enough. And so the Bulls get him. And then yesterday, the Bulls signed a three-year, $85 million deal with DeMar DeRozan. Now, DeMar DeRozan made made most of his reputation playing in Toronto. He went to San Antonio last year. I'm not sure he was ever a fit into Greg Popovich's system. And so the Bulls are sending a couple of forwards and a draft pick. Thaddeus Young is probably the biggest name going from the Bulls in this deal. Uh, to San Antonio, so they bring in DeMar DeRozan. Remember, the Bulls picked up Nikola Vucevic last year in the middle of the season, so the Bulls are really retooling that roster right now, hoping to put together a surge to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, and maybe right now they are a playoff contender. I don't think they're at all a championship contender, but maybe they're a playoff contender. Okay. Um, some other moves, Devontae Graham goes from the Hornets to the Pelicans. He's basically going to take Lonzo Ball's spot at point guard. And Steph Curry re-ups with the Golden State Warriors. Four years, $215 million. He is the first athlete in history to sign multiple contracts worth more than two hundred dollars $200 million over the course of the deal. Does he earn that money? Well, now, ask yourself this. How many people go to games to see Steph Curry do what he does? I think a lot. I think his ability to hit three-point shots, his engaging personality, what he does in the community there in California engenders a lot of goodwill towards the Warriors. Now, is he worth that much? Probably not, but... He puts butts in seats, doesn't he? He puts butts in seats at home and on the road. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors were barely a playoff... I mean, they were a play-in playoff team last year. Mm -hmm. And yet, if you say the Golden State Warriors are coming to town... Steph Curry... I mean, your son gets excited, yeah. right? Steve Kerr still the coach there? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean... It, oh, yeah. If you told Caleb, hey, do you want to go see Golden State play the Pacers or do you want to see Golden State play the Bulls? Yeah. He'd be He'd be on it, right? Mm-hmm. He would. If you said, uh, let's go see Portland play the Pacers or the Bulls, <laughs> do you think he'd care? Uh, the Bulls, yes. Well, yeah. He's He's a... He's a ball enthusiast. Okay. So. But. And Levine. The difference The difference there is. And Kobe. The fact that Portland's not a draw. Right. Golden State is. Why is Golden State a draw? Because of Steph Curry. Yeah. And then the Lakers have made some moves, Corey. <laughs> I think I saw this tweet last night of their, their lineup. I, I, I tweeted out that a lot of people apparently like to retire in Southern California Man. because their lineup now. So remember, they acquired Russell Westbrook in free agency. Here, are, here is the current Lakers roster as of today. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, who's in his 30s, Carmelo Anthony, who I think uses a walker now to get around, Malik Monk, 
Dwight Howard. He's I didn't even know he still played. 35. Mark Gasol. He's in his mid-30s. Trevor Ariza. He's in his mid-30s. Wayne Ellington. He's 33. Kent Bazemore and Alfonso McKinney. Wow. I mean, the ice baths are going to be needed <laughs> for any Lakers game. Lakers brought to you by Icy Hot. And by AARP. <laughs> Come on. Well, it, but in terms of basketball age. Sure. There's a lot younger, isn't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just wonder how all of those older bodies will hold up over the course of a season for L.A. They think the same about us. So True. Also had the chance to go to about five high school football practices five. yesterday. The Cinco Kid. And uh, I'll give you some uh, brief cliff notes on each one. Okay. Went to Goshen. Uh, Goshen has only won one game in each of the last three years. Kyle Park's numbers are down. They've only got eight freshmen, so they don't have a freshman football team. Uh, Some of those freshmen, well, all of those freshmen, are probably going to wind up at some point or another having to make some sort of contribution because the numbers are down. Now, that contribution may be more in practice than on Friday nights. I think they've got some good talent in the senior and junior class. I think Goshen... Um, should be able to improve on that one win total, but they've got to stay healthy. Uh, they ha- still trying to decide between a couple of quarterbacks. You see some talent. You see some speed. I think defensively Goshen's going to be okay. They have some weapons offensively, including Braden Ringle, who had 37 catches last year. I just don't know if they can find enough consistency in moving the football. Goshen Redhawks? Yes. Okay. Then I went to Wawasee. John Reedaboo is now in his third year as the head coach there. He's only won five games the first two years, but he's kind of trying to, to set up a culture and get them to the next level. They think they might be there. They've got a new quarterback this year in Lucas Ringler. They feel like they've got some speed at the skill positions and some overall team speed that they haven't had in the past. Uh, again, early success will be key for Wawasee if they're going to be able to do anything. And they play in the Northern Lakes Conference, which may not be the Northern Lakes Conference of the early part of this century, but I think top to bottom is a very balanced conference, and so every game you play is a test. And one of the thing, things that John Reedaboo has told his players is that if you want respect, you got to go out and earn it. And the way you're going to earn respect, just go win football games. So they've got to be able to finish some games off. We'll see if they can get there. After that, I went to Elkhart. Elkhart, of course, had that great year last year after the merging of Memorial and Central. Josh Shattuck has to replace 19 of the 22 starters that they had last year. And currently, two of the returning three starters are hurt. So... I, I asked him, did you need name tags at the beginning of practice? Because there's a lot of new faces out there. Now, that said, there's a lot of talent on that Elkhart team. They had a rough break, literally, in that their running back, Javen Sharp, uh, broke a couple of bones in his leg before the season, and he's out for the year. 
and that shakes up some things. But they've got a very good receiving core. They've settled on Brady Cooper as their quarterback. They feel defensively they're good. <clears throat> they have a transfer in from Edwardsburg, a kid by the name of Gavin Hauser who's really good. I, I think Elkhart is still a team to really keep an eye on this year. Now, they play in the Northern Indiana Conference North Division with Penn and Marion and New Prairie and Adams and St. Joe, so it's not an easy road by any means, but Elkhart should be a fun team to watch this year. Went from Elkhart to Concord. In terms of skill positions, I, I don't know that anybody is as well set right now as Concord. They've got a veteran quarterback coming back in Hunter Dutton. They've got some explosive wideouts. Uh, Moore, DRC. They've got Malik Robinson now as a wideout. They've got the Coltukian brothers back on defense. Just watching Concord yesterday, they passed the eye test in a lot of ways. The question for Craig Kaler's team right now, how will they be on the line of scrimmage? Can they block well enough to give their quarterbacks time? And can they stop the run from other teams? Both the offensive and defensive line lost a lot of talent to graduation. They've got to be able to patch those holes up. If they can, Concord could be a very explosive team in the NLC and in Class 5A. Finished up over at Northridge, they've got a brand-new coach in Chad Epley. Chad is inheriting a team from Tom Wogeman that lost a lot of talent to graduation as well. So they're still trying to figure out just who's going to be in certain positions and stack that up. Defensively, I think Northridge will be okay. Their question will be, their ability to move the football and put points on the board. Where does someone see or hear these interviews that you start rolling out? At 46 Sports on Twitter and the WHME 46 Sports Facebook page. Uh, If I were to push people to one or the other, sometimes I put a couple more extra nuggets on Twitter than I necessarily do on Facebook. Like last night, I just took the best questions and answers Uh, of the day kind of a more of a silly feature than any insights that you got but uh, we had some fun with it It seemed like people like that okay uh tv 46 sports page on facebook twitter at 46 sports correct okay overrated and underrated let's go richard marks (laughs) super talented came out of the gate a juggernaut with that first record Mm mm-hmm So much talent that, uh, you know, uh, I I learned this uh, during the pandemic. And I think I played this for you on this podcast. He and his dad were invited to California by Lionel Richie. Hey, come watch what I do. And they couldn't get some background vocals correct with the singers they hired. They asked a young Richard Marks to come in. And if you listen to You Are the Sun... That is a 19, 20-year-old Richard Marks hitting those notes. Like You can genuinely hear him if you know what you're listening for. Um, Very outspoken individual. Mm -hmm. He's sometimes pretty funny on Twitter, and sometimes he gets himself... uh, Cringeworthy. Yeah. I would go slightly underrated. Really? Slightly. Because I would go slightly overrated. Great songwriter. You cannot deny those first two records. Has he done anything since then? I don't know that he needs to. I know he pours into uh, young artists. Uh, He's done so with a couple of our artists, as a matter of fact. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Andrew Ripp, that Jericho song. Yeah. That's kind of where Andrew got his start in Chicago. Well, maybe I'll back it down to down the middle since he seems to be a nice guy. Yeah. 
Can you name the five? You know, my my five song formula. Don't mean nothing. Right here waiting. Uh, satisfied. Uh, endless summer nights. And uh, let me give you one more. Uh, too late for or hazard. That was a big song. There's five. Okay. Slight, slightly underrated. All right. And I can't remember whether we've done them or not. You know, we don't have the intern anymore. But we could change our mind from the last time we did it. But I'm going to say Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) I saw a tweet that on this day in history, I think it was 87, the movie Lock Up came out. That was not a good Stallone movie. No. He's either really good Mm -hmm. or dreadfully horrible. The Rocky franchise, you can't deny that. No. The Rambo franchise, you can't deny that. Mm -mm. As silly it is, The Expendables is is a guilty pleasure movies. Cliffhanger, I love that movie. Okay. I thought that was awesome. Uh, Cobra, um, what else has Stallone been in? That's you know what he's in the Marvel movies now. I he's just, doing Guardians of the Galaxy. He's doing yeah. uh, Suicide Squad. He's he's the uh, shark. Um, finish your thought, but I'm going to say down the middle. I just think. I mean, Rocky is almost biographical for him. Yeah. A nobody that becomes a somebody. Right. And then, you know, if you think of of Rocky III having to deal with success, you know, maybe things came too easily, Mm -hmm. bottoming out, coming back up, and just how things go in his life... I'm going to say slightly underrated. I'm. I think there's some comedic chops there. I'll agree with that. That he doesn't necessarily get. He's got a sense of humor about him. Yeah. That I don't think he necessarily gets credit for. And the fact that he has. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a Rambo is almost a caricature of Stallone. Mm-hmm. But the fact that. How many actors or actresses put together two franchises successful franchises that are extremely recognizable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I got to give him his credit. I'll say underrated. I loved Rocky three and four. I, but I think that was our high school years and you know, oh man, Rocky three though with Mr. T Clubber Lang. To me, that's that's my favorite. Of the Rocky movies. I'll agree with that. I'll go Rocky Rocky Four right underneath. And those Creed movies that he had his hand in, those are good. Creed one and two is really yeah, good. I, I can't say that I've seen them. I don't know. You you should do that. You should do a double feature before you get too busy. A double feature. It's too late. I went to five football practices <laughs> yesterday. And you say before I get too busy, first you start me off saying, <laughs> Well, does Raleigh Fingers have a nickname? <laughs> and then and then you say, oh, before you get too busy. No, it's over. It's <laughs> August. We're busy. Between uh, between going to school to school, put one of the movies in your uh, your high-quality van. Your oh, yeah. Because you know, I need to screen. be looking at the TV screen while I'm driving on back roads. <laughs> Just the audio would bless you. Just Come the on. audio. You're on Twitter, right? Yeah, at 46 Sports. Me too. Sports Yak with two Ks or and my name is Corey. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Raleigh fingers with your handlebar mustache and your snidely no, whiplash looks. No nickname whatsoever. No nickname. What do you want? 
finger sandwich. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.